Welcome back, everybody, to This Is My Bourbon Podcast, and I'm your host, Perry. I'm a little stopped up and coffee and stuffy and whatever, but Eric's with me, the Whiskey Mutant. I'm not! Let's go! <laughs> That's nice. Yeah! One of us can bring up the energy, and the <laughs> other one can just kind of coast through most of this episode. Uh, we got a big one for you this week. A big old one. We got a big old review. Big old review. Got a big old interview. Big old interview. New friend Jordan Morris. He's uh, hey, hanging Jordan. out with me, chatting about uh, some comedy. Yeah. His comic book that's coming out this year. Did you tell him about my comedy? I did not. Damn it. Okay. Um, (laughs) 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 But most of all, we're just happy that you're here. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, however you consume the podcast. If you want more and you want to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast. And for just one buck a month, you can support the show. Five bucks, though, gets you a bunch of, bon- bunch of bonus content. Bonus. Uh, which includes the pregame chats come up for every episode. The uncut version of the episodes as well. Sense. Completely just, uh, just, it's there. All there. Every, 100%. Every bit of it. Except uh, that one time. And a bonus episode that comes out uh, every Monday as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Check all that out. Check it out. Over there, we normally kick off the show with Flying Blind or with Sips and Snacks. I got a Flying Blind for Eric. This mm, week. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I'm going to need both of your glasses. There you go. <laughs> They're right there. And uh, you have to do that yourself, sir. Close my eyes. Close my eyes. Well, this is fun. I had a I had a Sips and Snacks, but I did it on 69 with Boost Mutant. And spoiler alert, the snack kind of sucked. <laughs> it seemed like you liked it a little I bit, liked though. It, but you have to take the top layer of jelly off of it. Oh, okay. Like you know how much we like the the wafers from um, uh, Nutty, the Nutty Buddy, mm-hmm. Nutty Butter ones. It's like that better, but they added that crappy layer of. This was Skippy peanut butter, but mm. they added the crappy layer of fake like jelly on it. It kind of sucks. You can uncover your eyes, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Get a headache from uh. the lights. Uh. <laughs> uh, so we'll just go left to right. Okay. Is there anything that I just... Am I comparing I don't wanna... them? Yes. I'm just going to say which I like the most or which I prefer? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hmm. Ooh, okay. These smell like they may be from the same family, but I'm not going to give you any hints until yeah, no we hints, reveal but it. They both smell good. They do smell remarkably similar. Yeah, I will um, say the right glass. I prefer the nose on it a little bit more because it feels more rounded. Yeah. Um. It's almost like I get a lot of chocolate on both of these. Yeah. It's almost like the first one is like a almost like a cheap chocolate brownie batter, like it's kind of like the off brand. And then the second one is like you took like the like the freaking I don't even know the Hershey, the Hershey brand, like chocolate brownies or something Mm, put in there. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's some good chocolate. They both smell good, but one is definitely better than the other. All right. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
I was getting deep in the thought. Hmm. I like the nose better. Yeah, it's very corn forward. It's um, caramel popcorn. Yeah. There's not any chocolate on the palate. Mm-hmm. It is kind of corny, grainy a little yeah. bit. Also a little bit more... Oh, man. This is a crazy note. Uh, candy corn. Yeah. Because I was... <laughs> at first, I was going to say Bunch Crunch, where it's like kind of like the oh, rice yeah. crispy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, But I don't get any chocolate on it. It's almost like kind of a rice crispy, grainy yeah. note. But on number two. Oh, that's where it's at. Um, yeah, that's a. Still a little bit corny. No, I was getting ready to say that's like a. But not nearly what glass one is. Is the the tub of popcorn that you get at the holidays. <laughs> yeah. And this one's got some chocolate drizzle on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not great popcorn, but it's good enough. Yeah. And there's chocolate. I can get the chocolate on this one that I didn't get on the first one. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. But very similar, right? Very similar. It's almost like... But different. This is like this is like the... I should use that. I'm not going to say that. Okay. All right. Well, um, it's almost like this one was the one that they like that, that they thought was good, but they didn't work on. Yeah. And then this was, this, this one was born and they were like, we're going to make this into a champion. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but it, it still didn't really make the, like, it didn't really get the scholarship, but it was talked about more. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly how to do this reveal. <laughs> But it it kind of goes with something that we uh, have talked about fairly recently. Okay. Something we talked about on the podcast fairly recently okay. as well. But glass number one. Okay. It's benchmark foolproof. Okay. Okay. Dang, that's a, that does not taste 125 proof. Mm-mm. Glass number two. Is it, you just opened this one too, right? Yeah. Okay. It's benchmark foolproof. <laughs> oh my god! Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Whip out the laser codes, boys. Yeah. Um. Same place. Bought at the same place. No. Okay. So, but they are different laser codes. <laughs> are you kidding? Me? I'm not kidding. So. It's there's a significant <clears throat> difference between the two. Yes. The general consensus is that the earlier batches of benchmark foolproof, this yeah. is one of the earlier ones, okay. not by a whole lot, right? But earlier enough, used their rye bourbon from Buffalo Trace. Okay. The newer batches, though, the consensus is that it is. They're weeded bourbon that didn't quite make the mark. I was going to say, I normally love. I know. So the reject weeded bourbon. Yeah. The reject lowers. <laughs> cast, cast strength, foolproof, well, weller. 
Weller reject. <laughs> now, I don't have confirmation. What color would you make that Weller label if they did the Weller reject label? Like a brown. Brown is what I was going to yeah. say. Um, what the hell? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's significant yellow. difference. Like, it legit, you could have both of these and be like, yeah, I think they're from the same distillery, but this is, in the one, the second one is more special, more, they worked on it more, and the first one is decent, Yeah, but they didn't give it the attention like they gave the other one. Oh, it is. It's crazy. It's just straight up this young weeded distillate. The funniest and best climb line ever. <laughs> if I had had time, so you know the the foolproof that I got over the holidays. Yes, I finished that bottle. Yeah, because it, you know it was so good. If I had had time, I would have gone and gotten another one of those, so we could have done all three of them. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, you you remember having yeah that that one uh-huh. that was definitely an older batch. Yeah, of mm-hmm. it. And it was significantly different, I would argue better as well, than either of these. Is this what, is this the topic of 2024? Bourbon conspiracies? Yeah, like the laser code. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, now, that's here's, crazy. Here's the thing, crazy. here's the thing, though. And, and, and this is coming from somebody who has had enough <clears throat> foolproof to know that and and first of all i have noticed a difference it wasn't yeah. until i started talking with my daily bourbon about it that any kind of like <laughs> any kind all right any kind <laughs> of um i i i don't know inside information yeah i became apparent the more i kind of looked at it the more it was it wasn't just chad talking about it I, I know for certain that these newer batches are not as good and definitely different from what the older batches are. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. It I and mean even if even if the older uh batches of benchmark foolproof are weeded bourbon, it's still better composed weeded bourbon than what this is. Mm-hmm. And this is not bad. No, it's not bad. It's just not what I would put <laughs> these for the, are for the price and everything for benchmark foolproof. I would keep it on on tap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. I basically do. Yeah, I want to blend them. No, oh, I should have done that. Here you go. Thank you. Friends share. We share everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't. What? <laughs> No, we don't. Tell them. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. It it kind of just smells like a mix of the two. Like it's a it's, little better it, than the first one. Not as good as the second one. It's baby Taylor four grain. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody give us a sample of that and we'll put it to the <laughs> test. There is a uh, kind of a cinnamon toast crunch note on Oop. that. I'm not crazy about them together. Ah. Hmm. I kind of like it. Oh, I'll be honest. Oh, I kind of like them together. Uh, it's okay. It's not my favorite. It's cinnamon toast crunch milk. Yeah. What have you been drinking recently? I actually have stuff to talk about because I've had some <laughs> some bourbon and whiskey. Last, <laughs> last week I didn't have much to talk about. Yeah, but um, we we went to a party together. We went to a party. Perry 
and me partied hard at my grandmother's, aka grand grand, if you heard me talk, 80th birthday party. And I've got a funny story about um, after we left. Boy, I got. I mean, I'll I'll keep talking about it. But uh, so we had the party. Uh, me and April decided to surprise my grandmother for her 80th, and you know I was tasked with the job of finding somewhere to have this party. And you know what I did? I said, you know what. Clarion. I got, I got contacts <laughs> from bourbon. And uh, I had a, I got a little, a good deal for the party slash convention room at the Clarion where we have our bourbon meetup every year. And uh, the only difference was this time I didn't pay for a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I can't be responsible for getting like 80 year olds uh, buzzed, you know. But I don't know how many of them would have even. I offered my cousins. Anything I had a few drink. cousins there that are around my age and everything. And your uncle. Yeah, and my uncle. But, you know, they're like, no, nah, I'm good. Either way, <laughs> me and Perry. I'm going to put that picture. You got to send it to me. The That picture of your uncle that you took oh, yeah, before the, the party started. He was just chilling, man. He was just straight he vibing in the convention uncle hall. That was like, well, boys. <laughs> Pretty good party. I mean, I showed up early, and I was like, you know, the the funniest thing though, and I I love him. I think he's just so he's such a character. <laughs> yeah, he is. He started talking about his like why he was saying he had come into town. Yeah, and how he wasn't lying to your grandmother and right. everything, and that was his story the whole night. Oh yeah, like every time that he talked to somebody for the first time, yeah. that was what he first told right. them. So and uh, and I looked at Lucy and I said, "He's going that's his story tonight." Yeah. That's the only thing that he's going to tell so, people. <laughs> and sure enough, inside baseball, the um the weather was looking kind of rough. It was really cold. So Grand Grand texts and was like, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it down this weekend after we had already planned the surprise party the whole time." So we had to be like, "Oh, <laughs> Yet we got to get her down here. Um, my uncle, who lives uh, where Grand Grand does, Eastern Kentucky, he always like it works just on cars, works on cars and all this. And he has to come to Lexington to get parts or tools and stuff that they don't have available. So he's always down here back and forth. So we had to make up the story like, Bub, you know, tell Grand Grand you're going to bring her down with you because you got to you got to get some car parts and stuff. So it worked out. But he stuck to the gimmick gimmick the whole time um and she ended up being surprised it was a success i'm sure if you followed uh followed me on instagram i tagged perry and the the podcast and stuff too but it all worked out it was fun food was great uh me and perry were just freaking flasking and like sampling (laughs) (laughs) between each other the whole night i I, brought i brought um the last of that augusta old route eight but you put a spin on it. But I put a little bit of C918 on top of like, it, Pilgrim. Is this? And it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. That was what got me to sleep that night, too. Yeah. More on that in a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I also just brought some Turkey 101. Yeah. I yeah. had um, I had a Weller foolproof pick. that Which we was so good. From Banners. Oh, it was so good. Uh, and then I brought some of the uh, 15-year uh, lot whiskey from Penelope. Mm-hmm. We had that. Um, what else? We had a little bit of the um Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company 10 bit pick, mm-hmm. and then what else? Did you have anything? Jack, else? you brought um the Jack, that Rye. Jack, yeah, the Jack Rye pick, yes. 
I think that was it. That was it. That, that was enough that to was get us through, of, though. Yeah, that got me through the party. <laughs> Felt good. And we we both had, we weren't drinking out of, like, the fancy little, no. like, wine plastic cups that you get or, like, old-fashioned kind of looking cups. Bless Excuse you. Excuse me. Sorry. That was crazy. I know, right? I wasn't, re- I wasn't ready for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for most people, it's an eighth of a sneeze. For yeah. you, it's I half. do two at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um what we was I saying? Oh, we weren't we weren't drinking out of the little old fashioned cups. We were drinking out of basically solo cups. Yeah. With you know, uh, see, I feel like they was probably like, would. It was it was ten percent bourbon and ninety percent air. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they would have probably been like, "You guys are good," but also I tried to follow the rules. Didn't want to run the risk of yeah. So it was a colored, you know, solo cup. Nobody knew, and I offered it to my cousins and all that. One of my cousins uh, was tempted, but they didn't. Apparently, they went back after the party and drank a bunch of wine at their house. Your sister-in-law was a little tempted as well. Yes. (laughs) She was. If she didn't have the drive, I think she was. She was a character. Yeah, she's a character. But we also have to talk about the major revelation from that evening. (laughs) My favorite, one of my favorite memories of this pole party is, is this. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know. I'm 100% honest. I, I know, know you didn't. I know you didn't. Grand Grand's like best friend. Yeah. That she hadn't seen in how many years? Oh, I mean, it had been a while. Yeah. That was my, that was probably not what Perry is saying, but that was probably my highlight is. That was special. Man. There were a few people that didn't get to come because of the weather. They lived in Tennessee and other places. So it was hard for them to get here. But one of Grand Grand's oldest friends that she hadn't seen in a while did make it. Yes. And it made the whole, whether anybody showed up, it was just me and Perry and Lucy and April and Grand Grand and this person there. It would have still been amazing because yeah. that that was my highlight of the whole party. Yeah. So she's she's known Grand Grand for a long time. Very long time. She's known you basically your entire Since life. Since I was born. So she knows your family super well. Yeah. I don't know how this conversation started, <laughs> but she started talking to it you. Was be- it was because she saw how my kids were trying to steal the okay. spotlight from everybody. They were performing. And they said, your kids are very talented. It must run in the family. So <laughs> from there, I get the, the call over to come talk to this lady and proceed to find out that you are cousins with Sturgill Simpson, <laughs> one of the biggest country musicians on the scene right now, has been widely regarded as like the next kind of like highwaymen slew of <laughs> of country musicians, too. And one of my favorite songwriters as well. And I just was like. What do you mean? <laughs> and so we start I start talking about his music. I start talking about the song Panbowl that he wrote too. And everybody's like, "Yeah, Panbowl. We know Panbowl." And then they start talking about like the papa and like the people. I'm like, "He sings about him in the song." <laughs> I know these people because they're in his music. <laughs> and 
he's just like Bub comes over. Bub, like, Bub starts talking about like his dad and family his mom and like and... how Sturgill's like coming to family reunions now too, and it, it just it, I was like, how how have we not known this until I didn't know. I know there's no reason for you to have known, but it was just so funny that everybody was like, yep. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Sturgill, yeah, and and. Um, the lady that was friends with Grand Grand too, she was talking about how like his his mom would come into their shop, and she would talk about how the first son that she had, his name would be Stu, or Stuart, or whatever, and his name turns Sturgill, and it was yeah. just like. But the funniest part about all this too was that we sit down at the table, and April sitting there. And she's like, what are y'all talking about? And I was like, how Eric's related to Sturgill Simpson. She goes, yeah. I don't think she knew who he was. <laughs> anyway, so we need to get Stu on the podcast. I will, I'll try to work on that. Please, because I, I genuinely like I am such a big fan of, of yeah. him and his well, music. I and I have been for many, many yeah. years. I had no idea though. So that was yeah. that's one of that's gonna be one of my favorite memories he, is he produced Tyler Childers for a couple years yeah. too. Like his first couple of albums. And just I mean we we don't have to drink because Tyler's sober, but we can get Tyler on the podcast too. <laughs> I know Tyler's keyboard player. He was my keyboard player for a while. Well, there we go. We got all the connections. <laughs> Drink out the skull. <laughs> if you the skull know, of our enemies. If you want to know more about this, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, it's on the pregame chat. It's on the pregame chat, so join <laughs> that. So. Anyway, that was that was wild. I still feel like I'm going to spill It's impossible stuff. to drink out of. Yeah. Um, but you, you threw a great party, man. I mean, uh, it was, I was just, it was a lot of fun. As long as Granger had fun. and She was so touched by everything. Then afterwards, everybody was like, what would you have done if she would have like your age and she would have got, got like so excited and I was like I didn't I wasn't thinking about that yeah okay it was fun though so I'm just gonna tell this this story tell it right um we had sent Eden to have uh sleepover that night yeah we were like oh, it's a night out you know we get to enjoy ourselves and not have to have a kid mm. around get back to the house get in bed like let's watch some tv like, okay i've realized as i have laid myself in bed <laughs> that in the process of helping you bring stuff out to your car i have thrown my back out what yes oh no i pinched a nerve or thrown it out or something i could not get comfortable in bed Pain was going all the way down my leg. And so I slept on the couch that night. <laughs> so you're saying I'm inadv inadvertently I cock blocked you. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be a good friend. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to, you know, make it an easier process hey, for you. I never said you had to. You offered. I, said, I know, okay. I know, I know. It was my own fault. That's hilarious. But here's here here's the good end to the story. Um, the the bed that we had got damaged in the move, 
um whatever um the the like metal legs that were connected to the the frame had bent yeah so there was no way for me to get comfortable in bed yeah right so we had to spend that sunday afternoon after the party i'm like a little hungover too oh i was building building a new bed Oh no. Which we had gotten for Christmas. Yeah. Like it was it was there. We just needed a reason to do it. Yeah. And my reason was I want to sleep in bed. <laughs> I want to be in the bed. I, want, I don't want to sleep on the couch every night. Um so yeah, we've got a new bed. <laughs> and it's got drawers underneath too. Ooh, it's crazy. We can toys. store stuff in it. I was thinking shoes, but oh. yeah. Okay. So, anyway, it was it was a fun weekend. Well, I appreciate you being at the party. And I appreciate you helping yeah, me out. Yeah, man. It was fun. And Grand I thought, Grand seems so touched by us just being there. I mean, too. yeah. She sees you just as much as anybody else. She, she she sees you more than some of my other family. Yeah. So you're part of the family. Oh, I know. I feel it. Yeah. So you're technically cousins with Sturgill. <laughs> well, then I better be getting a Christmas card this year. Just message him. Just say, hey. I'm, hey, cousin. Just be me. <laughs> And then he shows up, and he's like, wait a second. It was just so funny. Everybody was like, yeah, it's part of the Simpson family. I didn't know. It's going down the line. I didn't know. Yeah. Parents are divorced. I didn't know. Dad lives here. Mom's went back home. Yeah, Barry found out all the details. Bub was like, yeah, we could probably go see his dad right now. It's <laughs> yeah. like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that would lead to like a FaceTime or something. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll get Bub on the podcast, too. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. We just need Country Boy beer. Okay. He loves Cougar Bait. What do you think pairs with Country Boy? Or with Cougar Bait, excuse me. Oh man, pizza all day long. No, I mean bourbon wise. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we can get some good weeded. fellas. And... Something weeded, like a Weller 107 okay. or something. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll make him oh my drink God. our drinks. Then he would talk about like how to put a turbocharger on new carburetor. Yeah, stuff like that. So This is my bourbon podcast is brought to you by Monkey Colt Coffee Company. Oh. <laughs> that's all I can say after that's how we're, that's how we're starting this ad apparently. I'm I'm seriously still it's been it's been a one week since you looked at me. One week since we had it and I still am like it's the best like flavored coffee I've had that I can make at my house because normally it just tastes artificial and this does not. Yeah, I uh, I made espresso with it the other day. I want to make a and it bourbon. was fantastic. I want to make a bourbon coffee. With yes, it. I want to put actual bourbon in it. They give you bourbon flavors, which you can tell, but I want to spike it up a little bit, and I think. It's, it would be perfect. And specifically what we're talking about is Monkey Colt Coffee Co.'s bourbon chocolate chip mm. flavor-infused coffee. They have a range of flavors, uh, not just limited to the bourbon chocolate chip, but also including toasted coconut rum and golden honey agave. Ooh. Uh, they have plenty of other products, too. They've got a honey on their website as well. Not to mention, like... The logo, the look, all the stuff. All fantastic. Badass. Yes. And if you want to support this business and get uh, some some really fantastic coffee and also support This Is My Bourbon Podcast, you can go to monkeycoltcoffee.com and at checkout, use the code MYBOURBONPOD10. That is 
My My Bourbon Pod one zero one zero. Type out the one zero. Type it out. Uh, You can also follow the link below in the description to head to their website. They're wonderful. Support them. You're supporting us. We want to make sure that they keep sponsoring the podcast. I love this sponsorship. Uh, I love coffee and I love coffee that doesn't taste fake. And that's why I joined the cult. And you too can join the cult. Join it. I am super excited to be welcoming to this is my bourbon podcast. Uh, a, a guy that I am quite a, a big fan of uh, in all of his many different uh, different different uh, expressions on the internet, of course, uh, between uh, being his own podcaster, between being a uh, a recurring part of Good Mythical Morning as well. But Jordan Morris uh, is sitting down with me. Uh, this evening. Jordan, thank you so Hi. much for being here, man. Yes, happy to do it. Thanks for asking me. Glad to yeah, be here. Of course. you. Uh, it was a, just kind of a, a very quick and, and casual invitation for you to uh, to be on the show, which you just immediately jumped on, which I was uh, very thrilled, very thrilled by. Um, yeah, you, uh, you 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 caught me at a great time. I, I lo- listen. I love I love podcasting. I love uh, I love bourbon. So obviously the topic is really fun. There we go. Always happy to do it. I am thumping pre-orders for a new graphic novel. So you know, um, <laughs> that's that's a nice benefit of this. Uh, you know, of of this uh, of course of this whole thing. So I appreciate that. But yeah, Absolutely. I mean, l- listen. I don't need to start plugging now. Let's 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 do the thing. I'll well, plug I, later. I, I do want to get to uh, youth group at at some point for sure because it it brings up there there's so many different little uh di- different little parts of our lives that I feel like we don't fully realize other people are also dealing with and going through mm-hmm. uh, until you know somebody speaks up about it. I mean it was it was you know as as I was kind of dealing with my own sense of like deconstruction and, and reconstruction. I was really starting to find Rhett and Link's conversation about it. Right. And then now it kind of seems like there's a part of that for you too, that is crucial to your story. Right. Uh, maybe I need some more info. What do you mean by deconstruction reconstruction? Tell okay. Me, tell so, me, tell me so more. for, for me at least, um, it's the 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 notion of not considering yourself uh, Christian in the same way that you were kind of raised. Oh, we're getting into right. it. Off oh, the, we're already right, yeah, dude. All right dude, out of the gate. Okay, there was there was going to be a part of this conversation <laughs> no that was around, inevitable. No pleasantries. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> what's out there? What happens dude, and, after and, we die? And you know what? Right. You know what's funny is I had this on the end of my list of things to talk about. <laughs> And sure okay. enough, I mean, like, but, but, you know, for yeah, sure, no fucking you, around. This is lean and mean. Let's do it. <laughs> but like that, that was something that I was kind it's of like going out to, on that first date. Do you want kids? What do you, <laughs> what are your, where do you see yourself in five years? Dude, the, do you want the, a commitment? <laughs> the crazy part about that too. I married my high school sweetheart. Oh, so nice. we that's had, great. we had that conversation, like, I mean, very early on, <laughs> you know, so it was just something that like, I, I'm, I'm so keen to like, just jump head first yeah. into, into so many different things. But like, I, I guess, I guess we will kind of 
start with uh, with youth group then. So the sure, kind yeah. of the 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 premise behind it, right, is that it's part of your own experience growing up in the church, but also taking a little like creative liberty with it as well. Correct. Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, youth group, uh, the graphic novel that um, uh, I made with a great artist named Bowen McGurdy is coming out next year. Available for pre-order now. Uh, it is a like YA horror comedy about a youth group, about a kind of goofy Bible study, uh, the likes of which I grew up in, and perhaps you did too. It's one I of did these, as like, I did as well. I did yeah, as well. it's it's yeah. one of these like teen Bible studies that like. You know, the the grown-ups go into the big church or the grown-up church, and the kids go to someplace cool. It's called, like, the underground, and it's got, like, <laughs> fake graffiti on the walls, and a cool dude with tattoo sleeves, like, sits backwards <laughs> in a chair and tells you about a pretty rockin' cat named JC, who was pretty <laughs> punk rock, if you ask me. Uh, and flipping, you know, and they flipping kind of tables in the church and flipping you know. tables, turning <laughs> water into vino. Um, this cat was rad. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's that thing of, of like trying to make a Bible study, like fun and relevant for teens. And, you know, it's something that I experienced and I, a lot of people I know experienced and it's never, it's something I've never seen like depicted that well in media. Um, sure. It's it's so ridiculous. It's so goofy. And yeah, so it's always been like something I've wanted to write about. Just a, a great place for comedy, a great place for like, you know, the teen experience. Just a, it seemed like a fun world to set a story in. And then, um, you know, a couple years ago, I saw a statistic that like exorcisms were on the rise. Like people in America will just still do an exorcism, you know, like... Um, and there was like a, a a viral video of these these kids these they look like teen youth group kids doing an exorcism on like a Starbucks patio. It was That's just bizarre. in suburbia. A a kid was speaking in tongues. They were laying hands on him and like <laughs> chanting in Latin. And it was just in a Starbucks or you know on the patio of Starbucks. I guess I should say <laughs> Starbucks that, adjacent. Start yeah yeah um you know probably in like a strip mall with a Best Buy and a you know Cold Stone or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, that kind of got me thinking about like, oh, what if, you know, what if that happened to me? Like, what if these goofy kids I grew up with who sang these, you know, like Bible themed parody songs actually like had to do an exorcism? And yeah, that that was kind of the, the, the germ of the story. And yeah, and then I kind of like populated it with just like characters from my life and kids I grew up with and... Uh, yeah, and I got to kind of uh, put it together with Bowen on board, who is a really, really brilliant comics artist. Um, uh, they've done a great uh, creator-owned series called Spectre Inspectors, and they've done work for Marvel Comics, and we're just such a great partner for all this. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, and it's coming out next year. It was it was super fun. It, like, um, you know, it, it, it's not like... It, it is meant to be fun and funny first. It's not like... It's it's not meant to be like a takedown of all that, but I think our sure. our main character is like a skeptic who who feels like she was forced to go to youth group, which I think was a lot of kids there who were like sure. you could really tell which kids were into it and which ones are like my parents made me come here because they found pot in my drawer. So yeah, it's, that's kind of our main character. She's a, she's a kid whose parents made her come because, um, you know, it's like, it's like her bargain with her mom to, um, 
uh, like apply to schools on the East Coast. It's set in Orange County right. where I grew up. So yeah, that's gotcha. kind of like she doesn't really want to be there. She's uh, you know she's kind of a gothy art uh, artsy kid and. Yeah, just stumbles on this world of uh, of suburban <laughs> exorcisms. I I always felt a, a very innate sense of of earnestness, I guess, with with my upbringing with within the church, and mm-hmm. um, I, it, it it it's easy, I think, to say things like, "Well, I bought into it," or mm-hmm. "I I found myself just kind of like." accepting everything as it was told but mm-hmm. i i do and I, I was i was a good kid growing up too like i i didn't get into trouble um and so like every decision that i made with like wanting to go to church and wanting to be active like i was a worship leader for for a while oh, wow. too okay. and so it, it was it was all just very like i was making that those choices right to do that but at the same time like i always had that that nagging in the back of my head too sure. of like something's off something's a little bit uncomfortable like I, I i don't fully get that was that something that you felt too early on with your your faith i suppose uh, yeah totally i think like like i was there i think primarily for the community you know the community mm-hmm. behind it is great like it it you know, and that's kind of how they rope you into those too. They, you know, some, you know, cute girl from your math class is like, Hey, uh, me and some other teens get together on the weekends and talk about what it's like <laughs> to be a teen. You should come hang out with us. Like, so I liked the social aspect and I was, you know, and I was kind of a, a, a cowardly child. So like I didn't, I was really afraid of like drinking and drugs and sex anyways. So like, I was being too. in this social circle where you didn't have to worry about drinking and drugs and sex was like very cozy for me, very convenient. Sure. Um and so yeah, so I I I liked it but but you know, like obviously had my questions and I know everybody does. Um but I think, you know, the the it, it became so hard once like political shit started seeping into it like that yeah. i really distinctly mm-hmm. remember you know a sermon where they talked about the harry potter books being satanic and about how like uh you know aids is a punishment you know right which is like that's that's a lot more know. intense than anything i i heard yeah and up. it's and it's and uh you know uh uh harry potter whatever but like you know the stuff like with you know aids and yeah, of course. Queer people and being, stuff being is, get, is, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. fucking evil. Like it is, you know. So, you know, and that's that's not like stuff that we address that much in the book, but yeah, that that's the stuff that makes it really like made it really hard to kind of keep going and yeah, I I you know, I've been kind of cheerfully agnostic for uh, you know, the past <laughs> the past 25 years or whatever. Um <laughs> Well, we we really did dive in just headfirst into yeah. <laughs> into the conversation and everything, and I I want to well, kind of uh, reg Halloween candies. What's your favorite uh, three movies on a desert island? You know what's what's funny too? Like that is so not far off from what we do too. Like it's just you know, and I, and I think that um, in some capacity, like all podcasting 
pretty much runs in like three different branches mm-hmm. you know like there's there's the guy who just sits in his room and talks about whatever he feels like mm-hmm. there's the two friends who sit down <laughs> and sure. they have like deep meaningful conversation and then there's mm-hmm. the podcast where it's like what are our vices how can we like you know exploit some of that for you know the ability to like be friends with in in public kind of with each other you know what i mean like that there's there's a level of like and and there's murder and murder shows and office recap you're you're right how do you feel okay i have very strong opinions about rewatch podcasts from the people who were on the thing that they're Uh rewatching what is your feeling towards those i i i do not have a strong feeling about it i don't listen <laughs> to any of them um yeah i think a lot of the like show well that's a good question i was gonna i was uh i was stopping myself like oh i don't know if any of like my favorite shows have rewatch podcasts but maybe they do and i just haven't looked for them because yeah i mean i think i would like i would listen to like i'm a big simpsons guy i would listen to a yeah. like classic you know, golden era Simpsons podcast sure. with the writers and cast and stuff like that. So yeah, I think for the right show, I would do it. But yeah, I just at at the moment, I think I don't. the The shows I'm super into don't have the affiliated podcast. I had such a hard time. I mean, even just two or three episodes in with with Office Ladies, just okay. Really, really struggle with it. It just felt Not so. Well, it felt disingenuous. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like they were really trying to. Um, and, and, you know, they, they did the whole thing too, of bringing other cast members on the ones who were available, the ones who, you know, aren't John Krasinski, uh, Mm -hmm. essentially, um, to like retell stories of the glory day. And like, I, I understand that's the whole, like, that's the whole motif of it all. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's what gets people in. Right. But it, it, I don't know. I just didn't ever, I don't ever really feel like they are true to making some and maybe i'm just so jaded at this point i mean <laughs> i've i've been doing this for six years too and so like it, it's not something that i it, i i don't know i have mixed feelings about it i suppose but at the same time it's it's sticky at the very least but <laughs> I guess when, when like I guess when like I'm I'm watching like a weekly show like um you know Succession or Game of Thrones I feel like I've listened to their like like Vanity Fair has some rewatch podcasts so I guess I like watching okay. the you know latest Succession and then hearing you know my smart funny friends talk about it so yeah I guess I, maybe I have maybe I have done more rewatch podcasting than I realized yeah and and I don't mind um but, you know for instance I have uh, friends who. It, they initially started out doing um, an, an, an analysis show of Arrested Development. Okay. And, but, but, you know, they're not connected to the show in the way that like actors are right. or anything. Um, and so, you know, it's a, a different analytical approach of like mm-hmm. what makes this show work? How did it fall apart by the time they got to season four and season five? Um, you know, things like that. I don't, I don't mind that. And, and I mean, there are some of those, like, I remember watching, um, I think when Watchmen was out, there was a, like a week by week podcast oh, yeah, of like, sure. you know, breaking yeah, down each news. And I think they, even, didn't they do it with The Last of Us as well? Oh, I think they did. I, I didn't, I think, I think HBO now just immediately has a podcast for <laughs> right. all their shows. 
I think that's just Regar- like part of regardless. part of the deal when you you know when you start shoot when you green light the show you pick the podcast host. Talking Talking Dead took off, and they're like, we need to do yeah. that with everything that we do. Sure. Um, but we have spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, talking about anything other than bourbon. But <laughs> it's true. I, the bourbon uh, heads are like, when are they going to get to the bourbon? Yeah, exactly. Well, for- you know what? That happens. <laughs> that happens all the time when I have uh, interviews with people who are not strictly like bourbon bourbon people um but uh, you know i i know that bourbon is a pretty uh easily approachable common drink for for people and and you actually said when we were talking about uh getting this episode together you had a bottle of turkey 101 that you were yeah i got it right here wild turkey 101 um you know you'll notice it's it's still pretty full i i (laughs) something else we were talking about i don't do a lot of drinking around the house um i you know i like to like to save my uh save my drinks for when i'm out and about um but yeah but occasionally i do like to have one and this wild turkey 101 has been really great um i originally got it because um do you know norm mcdonald the comedian norm mcdonald oh yeah absolutely the Mm -hmm. late great norm mcdonald yeah um one of my favorites yeah, I, he wrote a uh, he wrote a really great book. The name of which I am forgetting. It's something kind of like long and unwieldy on purpose. As some, as Norm was wont to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 the whole thing is very him. But anyway, it's a uh, it, it is a kind of a memoir, kind of a novel. You're not really sure what's true and what's not. Some of it is very obviously not true, and some of it is maybe kind of true and anyway it's 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 just kind of a wild ride it is so so funny um uh yeah if you if you loved norm uh i really recommend checking out uh, this book i think if you just, yeah if you just search norm mcdonald memoir sure. or whatever it'll come up yeah uh but a running joke in it is him always mentioning when he's drinking wild turkey 101 and i listened to the audio book and you know, Norm McDonald's delivery, it's it's like the greatest. There's nothing like it. And oh, it's he incredible. Would just like every time he'd mention it, he'd hit hit it in that way um that he did when do you remember those those the SNL updates when he would say, Germans love Frank Stallone? <laughs> yeah. It's just that <laughs> it's hard to hard to describe why that's so funny, but it was. And he has that same cadence every time he, in the yeah. audiobook, he will say "Wild Turkey One Hundred and One," <laughs> and you know this book is such a weird mystery. And I I genuinely wasn't sure if he was doing it because he liked Wild Turkey, or if they were like sponsoring him in some way, <laughs> or the joke was that. Someone would sponsor a book. I, whatever it was, I do not know why it's in there, but it just made me laugh every time. Wild Turkey 101. So I, after I finished the book, I was like, I have to try this. It's the most effective marketing of all time. If they didn't pay for it, they should have. Uh, yeah, so I went down to my uh, local BevMo and grabbed it, and it's, uh, it's been really tasty. Yeah, man. Uh, it's We we have the, the phrase uh, amongst bourbon people bourbon aficionados whatever you want to call us um daily drinker okay so okay uh, you know if you're if you're gonna fall back on something to you know the you're you're all reliables uh-huh. uh turkey 101 is a lot of that uh okay. for for a, a big chunk of us and and i mean i fall into that category as well i'm a huge fan of wild turkey there was some uh 
controversy over how expensive wild turkey has gotten recently as well. Yeah, that's so. something I, I would I would be curious to hear your bourbon guy's knowledge about because sure. yes, wild turkey I always knew as like it's the it's it's the well, it's the rail, it's the cheap right. stuff. It's you know you get a shot of wild turkey in a Miller High Life for you dude. Know, that's eight my bucks. That's my go to bar drink. It's great. I'm drink. not I'm not even kidding. It's an that's, amazing drink. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So 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 I always knew it as that, but I guess they have. You know they're expanding the brand, so this is a well and kind of yeah. more mid shelf or upper shelf. It, I didn't pay too much for this bottle, but it, I mean, obviously, pricier than a bottle of, you know, vanilla wild turkey. Sure. Um, <laughs> and I say vanilla wild turkey, I mean the standard brand, not the eighty one vanilla. Yeah, the eighty one um, proof. But yeah, but tell me, tell me about the one hundred one brand, where it comes from, how long they've been doing it, and 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 what the wild turkey fans think of it. Wild Tur- okay, so Wild Turkey 101 is basically just your, like, if you want to understand what this this brand can do, uh, even with some of their younger products. So, like, mm-hmm. the youngest bourbon in this nowadays is about six years old. Okay. So, it, it ranges anywhere depending on their blends, depending on what they need to achieve the particular flavor profile. It's typically, like, six, eight, and ten-year-old bourbon. Um, sometimes if they need something a little bit more robust, they'll put 12 year old in, um, just kind of even out some of it. Uh, but bare minimum nowadays it's, it's six years old. 101 has been around, um, almost as long as wild Turkey has been a brand in and of itself too. Yeah. Um, they fluctuated a little bit with some of their proofs. Um, they had before bumping it up to, 81 uh mm-hmm. by one point they had an 80 proof wild turkey offering okay. as well um but 101 was just kind of there uh, it, it was a, a slightly like bolder offering you know matthew mcconaughey of course like used to live and die by his turkey 101 and, oh yeah um, okay i didn't know he, that i also a, uh i also listened to matthew mcconaughey's audiobook that's a <laughs> i really enjoyed it yeah, me too. He's he's a real he's a real hilarious nut for sure. He's a character for sure. For sure. His, he actually his little um, like lifeisms that he thinks are really profound <laughs> do not make sense seventy five percent of the time. Not a single one of them. Not he a single his, one of them. He has these little nuggets of southern wisdom and it's like, you know, <laughs> Pappy always said Pappy always said, Pappy always said, you know, you can't jump in the ocean if you still got your jeans on. It's like <laughs> I mean, yeah, I but that's also, as, <laughs> I don't know that's as, if that's as deep as you think it is, but uh, and, and his I'm, fucking delivery, you know, just a great audio book read by, uh, read by someone with fucking impeccable delivery. <laughs> I didn't go into it anticipating that I would hear so much about his wet dreams either, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but there were so... Yep. Where he l- chooses to spend time is very weird it's very um, peculiar yeah very a lot peculiar. of wet dream talk a lot of talk about what it was like making rain of fire the <laughs> movie where he and christian bale fight dragons it's just such a weird so strange. like you've done <laughs> you've done better and more popular movies than this you're gonna like spend eight chapters talking about please maybe? just talk about a time to kill for a little bit please <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have an oscar don't you yeah <laughs> Um, but so, I mean, he, he even partnered with, uh, with Turkey for a, a few years. They created a, a product, 
um, that his name was literally on. Um, oh, really? Oh, neat. I would yeah, love to have a um, McConaughey bottle. I'm sure, is, I, it's a limited edition yeah. thing. It's probably not still around. No. Well, the the brand, that bottle is still around, um, but his name just isn't on it anymore. Um, but, you know, the first like couple of years that they were putting it out, um, he actually had his little signature on the front with uh, Eddie Russell, one of their master distillers. But oh, yeah, okay. so so kind of across the board too. I mean, bourbon bourbon brands are becoming more expensive and are expanding to new and sometimes exciting opportunities. But at the same time, that frustrates me so much mm-hmm. because bourbon inherently has always just kind of been the readily available every person's drink you know like it it, even even going back to how easy it was when when bourbon was first uh when it was really in its infancy stage how easy it was to just get a barrel of bourbon right and that was what you you know that was what you drank on and i mean it, it it was just so it was so available and and it's becoming so much more of a commodity now it's becoming so much more of a luxury item that i i get i get really frustrated over it you know i yeah, sure. if because and and the thing that i i have been saying a lot recently is it only takes one it only takes one brand to price something at right. $500 a bottle and then it only takes one person to buy it before other brands see that as an excuse right. to make new ultra premium products. And it just, you know, just the cycle of like, you know, and I know that there's this whole bigger conversation around like the capitalism of it all. And mm-hmm. like, I get that. I understand that. It's just frustrating. Like, <laughs> I'm allowed to be frustrated with the state of things based on how expensive things are, even though oh, yeah, they shouldn't sure. be. It's it it's just in insanely frustrating. But I mean, like we we've been able to rely on Turkey 101 still being twenty five dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's essentially where we are with it now. Yeah, I think that's which, around what I paid for it. Yeah, which is it's it's nice to hear that because I always hear of, you know, elevated prices out in California as yeah. well. And we got so, them. So, yeah, but well, maybe I just, fair, uh, maybe I just got enough. the BevMo deal. So, you know, what's what's funny, though, um, talking about you drinking bourbon, there are a lot of instances of you online uh, drinking vodka, vodka sodas um, or like uh, the when you went to uh, when you were doing bar rescue, uh, and you had a, a vodka crayon. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah! I this is uh, I this is something I um I was a, a recon guy on an episode of <laughs> Bar Rescue. Um, if you don't know that show, it's the um, it is the uh the the recon guy. So it's a, you know it's a, it's a show where a, a mean dad who owns one sport coat yells at people who have shitty bars, and the recon guys come in at the beginning. They like go to the bar as it is, and they come back to John Taffer, the host of the show, and they tell him like, oh, how much the bar sucked. 
So I just I had a friend who knew the producers of Bar Rescue. He like knew I was a fan. He's like, they're doing one in San Diego today tonight. Do you want to be one of the recon guys? So yeah, I obviously jumped at the chance. Um, I was such a fan of the show. I don't watch too much these days, but I, there was a time when I was like, uh, it's real big on bar. Rescue. Same when we, when we had cable, it was like, nothing else is on. We'll just flip it over to Paramount. Oh, and we'll just yeah. start watching. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, hours rescue. and hours of bar rescue. <laughs> yeah. And now I think there's like, there's like streaming channels, like, you know, on Pluto or something where they just <laughs> right. play bar rescue. Um, but yeah, there, that was essentially what Paramount was for a while and spike TV before it. Anyway. Um, yeah, they uh, they like had a deal with Kettle One, so they're like, if you want to go in, maybe order a Kettle One. Uh, so yeah, I don't normally drink Kettle. I mean, I like it fine; it's good. Um, but yeah, I just kind of did that because they asked nicely if I would order a Kettle One when I go to the bar. I don't usually drink vodka, but um, I am I am forever immortalized in a in a constantly <laughs> rerunning episode of reality TV drinking a drinking a Kettle One and Cran. Not a bad drink. And, well, I, it 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 does its job. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. But I mean, vodka is inherently tasteless and odorless. And, yeah, not a, know, not a big vodka so. fan. Um, yeah. I'm maybe maybe mainly a tequila guy. I, that uh, was actually my. Uh, I, I had a question of uh, what your preferred spirit or drink was. So tequila. Then it, it's any any kind of mixed cocktail tequila drink or uh, you know just to, if, if i need a utilitarian drink tequila soda can't beat it i know it's trendy these days man it's a good drink uh you can call it a ranch water if you want to there you go um but i really like it and uh <laughs> i love a um oh gosh the name is escaping me right now uh tequila and grapefruit well uh, that's called something <laughs> right the paloma Done. There you go. Thank there you. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Love a Paloma. Uh, you can do go. it. You can do a cheap one with a grapefruit soda if you want to. That's great. And uh, yeah, some like, uh, you know, more more mixology e cocktail bars will do a, you know, a tahine rim and, you know, fresh <laughs> squeeze the grapefruit right in front of you. That's great. I love that. But yeah, you can get a just a, a cheap one with tequila and squirt is perfectly delicious. So, yeah. <laughs> So I I wanted to um, talk to about your 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 comedic history and and your mm. your work as an actor and as a comedian too. It wasn't until I start and and you are not the first you're not even the first person at <laughs> Good Mythical Morning that I have done this with, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize this until I was going through everything. The first thing that I ever saw you on was Comedy Bang Bang. Oh yeah, sure, Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, uh, that, yeah I was I was a, a weird museum guide in an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> it's a, actually, a very funny episode. Um, oh yeah, that was funny. Weird, that, weird Al's in it. Uh, Fred yeah. Willard. Oh, still, speaking of of dear departed comedy legends, Fred Willard's in that one. Aubrey Plaza, I think's in it. Great I episode. I um noticed i mean you you worked with comedy bang bang for a while too you you were on their podcast uh, at at certain points too uh, gosh have i ever been on comedy bang Bang? i don't think i have ever been on comedy bang bang i would like to be again i got this book to promote uh <laughs> scott if you're out there call me um he's too busy doing his new bruce springsteen podcast with uh <laughs> <laughs> well, with adam scott yeah those are funny scott, i like it when yeah. they i like it when they uh they go deep on the albums those are always those are always great shows 
Um, yeah, no, but I've known, I've known like the comedy bang bang people for, for a long time. I definitely like started in comedy, uh, with a lot of those writers. Um, and yeah, definitely know Scott from, you know, podcasting. He's, he's Scott's done our podcast, Jordan, Jesse go, um, a couple times, always great, always funny. Uh, so yeah, I know them from around and I think that's what led to them asking me to do that little bit in the show. You, you have a particular nuance about your your delivery too that i especially in in some of your more like sketch central um sketch central comedic pieces that reminds me quite a bit of mr show um, oh yeah mr show's big big uh one of my one of my favorites i i was I, see that's the thing is i was i was gonna ask you just kind of like you know what your relationship with that show was like too i mean because that 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 was the first sketch comedy that I think I ever really latched onto. Um, mm-hmm. My my roommate in college was a huge fan, and it's, you know, eighteen years old. Yeah, I, he was like, "You have to watch this revolutionary sketch comedy," <laughs> and I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." Yeah, um, and yeah, led me down sure. a you know different paths of you know falling in love with um, Stella. Oh yeah, sure. with people like uh Auntie Donna too oh, yeah. out of uh Australia but mm-hmm. um specifically like Mr. Show I mean what where where did that relationship with that show for you kind of begin Yeah I mean I think it was it, it, it was like a comedy nerd artifact and I think if you were a very serious comedy nerd which I was slash am um you know, around the time I went to college, it was this thing that had been on the air and was not like on DVD yet. Uh, streaming's a long way away. So it was something that you like traded VHS tapes of. Like there was a guy in my dorm who had a VHS tape with like five Mr. Shows on it. Right. And it was kind of something that you, you know, just got, got retaped and traded around and, yeah, so, you could, man, like, I didn't I didn't realize there was a comedy tape trading sh- scene in the same way that there is with like Grateful Dead shows. <laughs> yeah, you know, there kind of was with like that and like the early Tenacious D shorts on sure, HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were these, yeah. uh, you know, uh, in the early days of Tenacious D, they had these little like 10 minute episodes that aired on HBO late at night. And those weren't watchable anywhere. But if you knew a guy who's, you know, <laughs> older brother had HBO, you could get a tape from him. So, yeah, there was that. And, you know, like stuff like, uh, you know, you mentioned the state and Stella and, and yeah, you know, in, in a, I know it's so like, <laughs> it's so cliche at this point for guys my age to talk about before streaming, before you could just get <laughs> everything. Shut the fuck up, guys my age. Um, but, you know, these things became even more like, important and it was a huge deal when you got your hands on them and yeah it was it was mr show was totally one of those things these like kind of secret uh you know secret code secret handshake things that you could you could kind of trade with other comedy nerds and yeah it was such a smart funny show and it kind of like it made fun of comedy a lot like a lot of the comedy was like about comedy like right there was the thing where tom kenny is that like hack stand-up comedian and they have the like 
their version of Weird Al and their version of Dr. Demento. So it was like, if you were a comedy nerd, it felt like, oh, they're making fun of comedy. I get this. Right. Uh, so yeah, it was a really special show and definitely like, obviously so many like great writers and performers came from it. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely one of my faves. What What's your, speaking of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. as well, what, what's your current kind of relationship with stand-up comedy? Because, uh, you know, I feel like it's inherent in some of the, I mean, of course, you talk about Chicago, you talk about, um, you know, Windy City and and that whole improv scene and everything. But then, you know, in, in the larger regional cities, um, it seems like stand-up comedy is just what you have to do to even understand the the comedy scene in in particular areas. But, so, you know, I guess two-part question, like... Mm-hmm. Did you feel any kind of like pressure to do stand-up comedy when you were starting out? And what is your relationship with it like? Uh, yeah. When I first moved to L.A., which was like 2005, 2006, um, I definitely like tried to do stand-up. I did it did some open mics. I think I just wanted to try everything. I kind of had a sure. vague idea in my mind that I like, I want to do comedy. So I... Gave everything a shot. I did, you know, improv and sketch and, uh, you know, podcasting, which I still do. And yeah, and I tried stand up and I, I liked it, uh, but I wasn't I wasn't good at it. Um, Yeah, it like never I never like clicked with it. It never was my thing. Um, Yeah. And I think you have to like you have to love the grind with stand up. You really have to. It is. It's like about repetition, like. It's yeah, you have to be a good joke writer, but it's so much more than that. You know, it's you can't just go up there and like read jokes off your phone, um, which I like did, you know, like sure, <laughs> I was like, I sure. wrote these yeah. jokes. Listen, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just there's there's so much to it. And I think people who love it love getting out there and doing the grind and doing the open mics and doing the the road gigs. And yeah, it just I, I don't know. I never felt like I had a knack for it and didn't like love the grind enough to want to grind at it um so yeah i definitely love watching stand-up i love watching it i love great stand-up um yeah and i still 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 love going out and checking it out but uh yeah it's not something i i want to do myself would, would you rather do stand-up again for the first time with all the nerves of it or Go to Burning Man again and get your taint washed. <laughs> oh, Burning Man. Burning Man's a blast. <laughs> Stand-up's a bummer. Stand- doing a bad stand-up show? That's a that's a that's a that's a that's the pits. Burning Man's fun. You know what's so what's so funny too about and and I actually rewatched it was I think you did two truths and a lie on a good mythical more um mm-hmm. with Matt and Emily. And Emily was so surprised that you went to Burning Man. Mm -hmm. But like knowing that backstory, too, of like you being in the throes of it and then some guys like, let me wash your taint. And like knowing that that was the conversation you all probably had afterwards was so (laughs) it was so funny to me. Yeah, that is a that is a like popular. (laughs) If I need a story to tell, (laughs) I have have that anecdote about getting my taint washed at Burning Man, which I I, I imagine you've heard at some point. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, that was that was, you know, it was it was it was a blast. I don't I'm not a I don't think it made me a I I went to Burning Man exactly once. So I don't think I'm a burner. I don't think I'm someone who wants to 
make it part of my life. But um, when I went, it was very fun. I really had a blast. So, yeah. I I want to ask too. So, uh, you know, aside from Comedy Bang Bang, um, the the thing that I really did, of course, and as I'm sure so many people have as well, but um, latching on to Cotton Candy Randy mm-hmm. uh, as, as well, and just kind of like taking a deep dive into it. Like the first time that I saw your face aside from Cotton Candy Randy, I was like, is this really the same guy? Like it just, you know, it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't really quite line up and everything, but some of my favorite moments with GMM are you interacting with Emily to Emily oh, yeah, Fleming sure. for, for anybody who doesn't know um, who she is, but how, how natural of a, because I, the way that I kind of look at it with the two of you is like, you're almost comic partners to the way that you interact with each other was what was that kind of progression like for you all was that just something you just snapped and turned around and you're like oh well we we understand each other's sense of humor or you yeah, know was so it workshop a little bit emily fleming um gmm uh writer slash regular we mm-hmm. wrote together on a show called at midnight on comedy central oh and okay. so we we met there and just kind of like clicked like i yeah, she's so, so funny. I mean, anybody who's seen her on the show or seen her do stand-up knows that she's hilarious and just has this really, <laughs> really, like, insane, uh, like, comedy perspective and worldview and just is such a, such a, such a good writer and such a fun, like, person to, you know, spend time with, um, whether on stage or interpersonally. And, yeah, we just kind of, like, clicked working for At Midnight and became friends and I think just have a you know, have a, have a rapport like friends do. And just the fact that she's really, really funny makes our interactions really funny. So yeah, she's, she's great. She's still somebody I like hang out a lot with, uh, yeah. uh, uh, currently. So yeah. And, and speaking of stand up and cotton candy, Randy, mm-hmm. you got to do a type five as CCR, for yeah, <laughs> Cotton Candy Randy, my uh, my weird, uh, weird, dark Santa character that Un- I do on unsettling. Good I think is the way you've described him. Yes, more yeah, often unpleasant. than not. Uh, <laughs> unpleasant. Yeah, unpleasant. There we go. People who haven't seen it. He's like a gross Santa. He's got a cotton candy beard. He just says weird, fucked up stuff. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they um, on on one of on mythicals like um, fan channel. Um, uh, on the mythical society, they did a stand-up special. So, uh, Emily, who, uh, who we talked about did uh, stand up. She like is an actual stand up with an actual act. And, uh, Matt Lieb, who you mentioned, right. uh, she, he did, yep. uh, did, did a great show with that. Um, Jordan Myrick, uh, also very funny on that. Uh, yeah. Hilarious. So they asked me to do stand up, and I'm like, I don't do it. Can I just do a cotton candy Randy bit? And they said, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I just did some, uh, you know, jokes that i thought a you know dark possessed <laughs> drifter would tell and then just did some kind of roast roast material about gmm some <laughs> you know friars club style jokes about uh you know the crew and Rhett and link and uh we had a good old time yeah i don't know if i i think that's still up there and viewable if people want to watch it um I, it's, yeah, it it's on the society i think oh cool yeah. where yeah um I I have to ask too because you know in, endlessly fascinated with mm-hmm. just the insanity of 
of cotton candy, Randy. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, how on earth did that character even come to existence? I, I mean, it was it? I can't, I can't even begin to fathom like what <laughs> the early conversations were about his inception. Uh, so not, you know, not much. Uh, it was not something that we like <laughs> talked about a lot. I, um, I was a writer on Good Mythical Morning for a bit, and um, you know, p- part of if you watch that show, um, you know that like it's a let's all put on a show vibe, and yeah. and the people on the show are people who work behind the scenes, and it's the it's the writers and it's the crew and it's the, you know, it's the producers. They all kind of pitch in and do bits and it's just full of fun, funny people. So it works out great like that. Uh, So when I was a writer, they had an idea. It was like national cotton candy day. And they're like, Jordan, we want you to come on as cotton candy, Randy, the Santa of cotton candy day. (laughs) Uh, And they'll like, you'll just be like a really low budget Santa. And so that was kind of like the prompt. And, yeah, so they got the costume, they got the like weird cotton candy beard and eyebrows. And yeah, I was I I didn't you know, I didn't really didn't really know know what to do. Um <laughs> but the we had they had a caterer there for a while who had a weird voice. They had a caterer who we would like we would do his voice when he left and he would we would always do a thing where like the caterer was saying something dark. So it would just be like <laughs> Well, we have a lovely lemon chicken today. My wife won't let me see our kids. Like, <laughs> so that was, and I'm like, oh, I'll do the caterer's voice and make everybody like on the crew laugh. So yeah, that's kind of where it started. I was just like, oh, I'll do like an impression of this weird guy, and uh, yeah, just say the you know, just say the like craziest stuff possible. Um, and yeah, here here we are. You know, forty years later, still doing it. And I, I like doing it. I don't I don't mean to sound like it's not fun. It's very fun to do. Yeah. I'm happy to do it anytime they ask. But but you also you you said you were a writer for a uh-huh. bit. You 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 did step away from you, you know being full time with uh, GMM. Yeah, well, I I really liked it there and still do like it there. It's uh, obviously like a, such a fun place and they do such a fun show. Um yeah, I was just I was there for a while and had some other stuff I wanted to try, some other stuff I wanted to do. So, yeah, I kind of like sat down with them. I was like, hey, I love you guys. I want to be part of the family. Consider me like, you know, consider me on call if you ever need anything. Um, I need to like, you know, just step away from the job and and work on sure. a couple other things. And they were really nice about that. A lot of a lot of people would, would not have been. So they were very cool. And it's the arrangement we still have today. I uh, <laughs> still just kind of like go in for occasional bits and if they sure. need me and it's very fun and I, I I'll do it anytime they ask. Was, was this around the time that you started writing for, for Archie as well? Uh, no, this was, this was like, uh, the, the Archie stuff has, has been fairly recently. That was something I've done in the past oh, okay. year or two years. So yeah. Gotcha. What, what's that experience been like? Because I mean, you, oh, you're taking, so you know, just iconic, comic characters and you know getting to play in that sandbox yeah it's it's great um i've written a couple stories for the uh, chilling adventures line of archie comics and that's like their um it's kind of like the the treehouse of horror episodes of the simpsons it's kind of like the archie characters in these like you know familiar horror scenarios with all the you know archie characters and tropes 
And uh, yeah, I'm 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 such a fan. I definitely read Archie growing up, and always love it when they like take a wild swing with the characters. And uh, yeah, it was really fun to get asked to do. It was it was it's been a blast. And uh, yeah, I've done two stories for them. One that is in uh, Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors. One that is in uh, Camp Pickens. And uh, yeah, I I I don't think they've announced anything, but um, you know, hopefully more to come. Oh, okay. I heard it here first. I guess. Um, the 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 wild swing the first thing that comes to my mind though with archie is uh archie, archie versus excuse me archie versus the punisher oh yeah um, sure it just it, the fact that that ever became a reality for people <laughs> I know. is just uh insane to me but totally. I, I, you know even even being a i mean now i mean yes of course you do have your your independent graphic novel coming out as well um but being a comic book writer, essentially, um, what are you what are you reading these days, too, if anything? Oh, sure. I uh, actually just finished a couple issues of uh, Ultimate Invasion from Marvel Comics. Uh, it was it was really good. Oh, it nice. Yeah, really I'm good. two issues into it, so I don't I haven't, I haven't okay. completed the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, great writer. Brian Hitch, great artist. Uh, yeah, this is the Incredible. like line of ultimates <laughs> comics from like 2005 or something. Uh, it's their kind of like, uh, you know, mashup of the traditional Marvel comics universe. Yeah. And that universe. It's been very fun so far. You got an evil Reed Richards. That's a hoot. Um, yeah, that's been really good. Um, what else have I read? Oh, the, uh, the Ryan North fantastic four. Um, the artist of that. I'm not, uh, remembering off the dome, but the writer is Ryan yeah. North, who's one of my favorites. Can do no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, he has a Fantastic Four uh, uh, run that's going right now that uh, has been great. I I started the um, they're one of their first trades, and um, and they're really great. They're kind of like little standalone stories about each member of the Fantastic Four that they nice. are kind of tying together into one one bigger story. And it's it's been just great. Ryan is such a funny like a funny writer and really nails the like uh family stuff that is uh is so important with that with that uh with that team. So, yeah, it's it's been great so far. It it's exciting for me that in some capacity the Ultimate Universe is coming back because Ultimate Spider-Man was like my intro to comic books. Oh um, yeah, I that, think those Ultimate comics were a lot of people's first comics. They were um, yeah, and and, yeah, and, and they were really the, especially the the early runs. I mean, they were really good, and then it all just kind of went off the rails when Jeff Loeb became a part of it. And uh, <laughs> but Segova also just, comics, you know, comics just go off. Well, the rails. that that is that is true. But it, you know, the funny thing thinking about it is like, you know, it's set out to be like the less complicated Marvel universe, and mm -hmm. then it, you know, within a couple of years, it was as complicated, if not more so, yeah. than the the main six one six universe. But I mean, I I'm excited for the new, the new Ultimate Universe. That's yeah, uh, me too. Coming about, uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I think they, it's shaping they, up really well. Yeah, totally. And if uh, and yeah, they have they have such good good uh, good writers and artists on them now, and I'm yeah I'm excited to see what they do. Dream comic book that you would get to write. Oh, that's a good, great question. I mean, you know, I was a Spidey kid, so getting to do anything with the Spidey characters would be awesome. I would love that. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I am kind of more of a DC reader these days. Uh, I know I mentioned a bunch of Marvel stuff, but I think my my usual comics uh, lean a little bit more DC. So yeah, I was a big, you know, Justice League International fan. Uh, so I love nice. uh, I love some of those goofier DC characters like, you know, Booster Gold and, sure. uh, you know, um, that whole gang, Fire and Ice. Um so yeah, getting to do something with those characters would be a ton of fun. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was just I was I was saying on another podcast. I'm a, also a big fan of like um, uh, those kind of one on one fighting games like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Oh um, yeah, and I yeah, know yeah. occasionally they'll do comics with those. Um, so yeah, getting to do something with those um, with those characters would be a ton of fun. They have such wacky, wacky weird continuities these days. It would be super super cool to do something with that. I would love to see, especially now that you bring it up, a a Booster Gold Blue Beetle comic from you. I think oh, that would thanks. be so yeah, much fun. I would love to do it. They did they they did one that just wrapped up. I think earlier this year <laughs> called Blue and Gold, where Booster and Beetle uh, oh, yeah. become like social media. So Dan Jurgens wrote it. Um, oh okay. Where they become social media stars. They like live stream the crime fighting. Um, and I was like, oh, that's what I would have done. <laughs> so I'm like, well, somebody already did it. <laughs> I got nothing. I got no more pitches. That would be my pitch yeah, exactly. Just, just do, do you know, your fan comics on uh, DeviantArt right. or whatever. That's all, yeah, but, that's all you can do. Um, okay. So Spider-Man, mm-hmm. dialing it back to him a little bit. I Happy Spider-Man or defeated constantly Spider-Man? What do you prefer? You gotta have a little both, right? You gotta have a little salty and sweet. I mean, you know, I think he's 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 funny. That's why you like him when you're a kid. And yeah. there's a there's a great line in um, the most recent Spider Verse movie where um, you know Spider Man twenty ninety nine is brooding, and the you know Jake Johnson Spider Man is like, you're supposed to be we're supposed to be funny. Why aren't you funny? Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was such a good, just a nice. A nice, a nice line and a nice, uh, you know, just kind of like shining a light on the fact that there are some spider spider people who are more dark and brooding. Uh, but yeah, I think mine would probably be mine. Would, mine would be mine would be quippy were I to do it. Um, yeah, so you know, I like the emo stuff. I you know, I like Craven's Last Hunt. Uh, we all, I, <laughs> you know, we all we all uh, shed a tear when Gwen Stacy died. But well, of course, you can either, I, you, need, I, you know, quipping and thwipping. That's what it's all about. I think. I recently came to the realization that I think I think Craven the Hunter is my favorite Spider-Man villain. He's great. I, he's really great. He's he's just I I think he's severely underrated mm-hmm. as well. Um even though he's had these like huge set pieces of storytelling um and has, you know, had the opportunity to do so many unique things within, mm-hmm. you know, the context of spider-man stories um but yeah he just doesn't it, i don't think he gets the love that he he deserves and, yeah, well, but i we'll see how so, the craven movie does maybe well, well uh, maybe we'll get more 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 craven once craven Cra- mania sweeps america what's the weekly planet say craven the animal lover um which is what he's kind of being made out to be in, oh. <laughs> uh, in this new movie yeah, so, I know. We'll, we're 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 just trying to kind of try and make him the hero villain, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, you know, I like those Venom uh, movies. Maybe they'll do a good job. I, I, I didn't like Let There Be Carnage as much as the first one. Um, but 
I think that was uh, a Woody Harrelson problem more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love Woody Harrelson in that movie. I think that I like I really? like how wacky they are, but uh, you know, uh, different strokes for different folks. I realize. Sure, and and, and I mean, it, you know, I I I think you probably you probably are more the majority in terms of just like who Cletus Cassidy Carnage is supposed to be. You know, just crazy, wild, just mm-hmm. off the walls. You know, bananas, but. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of took away from the uh, the overall quality of the film for me. Yeah. I, I, but they're, they're insane movies. <laughs> yeah, no, really they crazy are crazy. I, I mean, I never thought I would see Tom Hardy in a uh, in a lobster tank. Um, uh, of all. <laughs> I love that part. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, one last question before I get you out of here. Yeah. Um, best or worst song ever? Jesus is my friend by Sunseed. <laughs> Oh, I love that song. Oh my god. <laughs> that's an amazing song. That's uh that's a ska classic. Jeez. Talking it was a, you're talking to a you know, you're talking to a kid who grew up in Orange County in the nineties. I got a I got a soft spot for the ska. It's an amazing song. <laughs> amazing video. Oh my gosh. If you haven't seen this wild. thing, people, just, uh, I, I, just get out there on YouTube and search and have yourself the the dance party of a lifetime. <laughs> I will definitely at least put it in the uh in the description below, but, um, that guy, Jordan. that guy, so this is a, <laughs> that guy like shows up to like ska festivals and like plays that song. Really? Oh yeah. I think he, yeah. That's another fun little, little <laughs> YouTube thing to search. Try and find that guy like in 2023 playing that, <laughs> playing that song with uh, a modern ska band. It's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Jordan, thank you so much, man. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Been a great, yeah, of course. There's been a great, uh, chat that we've been able to have. Um, where can people find you? Uh, I'll make sure to put links uh, to for uh, for youth group uh, in the description. But uh, oh, where's yeah, the best you. place for? Yeah, of course. Where, where's the best place for people to find you? Follow up with you and everything. Yeah, um, you can find all the youth group stuff at bit.ly/youthgroupbook, and uh, apparently in the uh, in the show notes for this episode. But uh, yeah, bit.ly/youthgroupbook. You can see some of the art. Uh, you can uh, find all the pre order links, but also you can just uh, you can grab that pre order anywhere you get a book. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Call your local indie bookstore. They'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, and I think that's uh, just check that out. And uh, if it sounds like a fun idea, gosh, would would sure appreciate your pre order. And uh, go listen to Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. Well. It's a chat podcast yeah. I do with Jesse Thorne. We have a lot of fun. We goof around. Uh, it's a show. Jordan Jesse Go. There you go, man. Hey, Jordan. Again, thank you so much. Uh, hope to chat with you again soon. But uh, cheers is all I can say. Yeah, point, cheers man. to you too, man. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Eric, it's time to do a review. I can't wait. But before we do that, oh boy, we need to we need to take a, a moment. You're first. It's over. To say goodbye. You're first. To my very first Glen Karen. That's crazy that you have your first. I know. I, I, I could. I have so many Glen Karens upstairs that I don't know which one would be my first. So I'm a slut. In twenty, I want to say maybe fourteen or fifteen. This. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Probably twenty fifteen. Oh. The perfect starter, too. Yeah. Um, I got a gift set from my mother-in-law of Woodford Reserve, and it came with a with a Glencairn. Mm. And somehow, I, I just discovered this recently in our, our recent move, uh, there is a uh, an, an unsalvageable crack uh, that has formed in the Glen itself. Uh, so... 
I figured one last pour into it uh, just so, to say goodbye. I'm so bummed that I don't have any Woodford. <laughs> and I almost brought some double oak too. Uh, so I think we should. There's a couple options. Okay. We do something in the Woodford family. Okay. We could do that. So we got what? Jack Daniels and Old Forester? Yeah. Um, or we just put whatever we want to in it. We do something. We'll just, just do whatever we want. Okay. How about a... Um, what is that? <laughs> this the is fuck? Bluegrass Barrel Pickers. This is their new Knob Creek pick. It's got blue wax on it and everything. Knob Creek Vacation. Oh, I like that. Put it in there. I'm, I'm excited for you to try this pick. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the first drink since you've got a little cruddiness going on. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Is look at they even put the bottom label. Yeah, they put their own label on it too. Watching. Try to get that. Look at that. It's good looking. I like it. Looks good. And it is nine and a half. Nine and a half. Almost. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Well. Well, you about broke one of mine. <laughs> There's the back label, too, maybe. Uh, come on. Focus. There it is. Made it. Good. It's a good sticker. <sighs> That's a good pick. It smells like classic Knob Creek. Yeah. For nine and a half years old, I, I think it's pretty good. Twirl it on the the crack to see <laughs> what we have. I'm gonna drink it right on the crack. Okay. It it smells very. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's kind of like a. It's like apple and peanut butter. Yeah. Kind of apple peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Green apple slices dipped in peanut butter. Hmm. Yeah, you can you know that's a Knob Creek pick. And it's very apple-y. It's very apple-y on the palate. Well, goodbye, old friend. We're going to throw it against the wall, I think. <laughs> Just smash it on the ground. I'll clean it up. We could let Eli do batting practice with it. Oh, no. That would let's, be so let's much film fun. a video of you hitting it, and I'll clean it up. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You can smash I'll film it, and you can. Okay. It'll just fly into that. I'll clean up that glass. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. It's been settled. <laughs> we just can't tell April. She'll kill me. She'll hear it. We'll, we'll, I'll make some noises or something. like. It'll sound like a glass shattering. We'll just say, hey, it was AI. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to put the video out, aren't we? Yeah. She'll see it. Hmm. <laughs> Let me think on this. All right. Well, while it you was a good idea at the beginning, and then you were like, "Yeah, if we post the video." Yeah. Time. While you think on it, uh, uh, we are finally going to review Two XO Gem of Kentucky. Uh, this is single barrel fifty two, one hundred four proof. It is a high rye bourbon mash bill from Dixon Deadman, which has been rebarreled as well. This is a pricey boy. Hmm. It's $200. <laughs> well, you know. Sometimes. Sometimes. 
That's just what you got to do. You, you got to know when to fold them. Know when to hold them. When to hold them. Um, this is a beautiful bottle, by the way. It is. You know what would be even better? If we compared it to another one. Since these are single barrels. I got mine too. What? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I told you I was getting one. No, you didn't. I said they're going to hold one for me, hopefully. And then I waited. This is barrel 44. So we got two of them. Two XO. <laughs> Does that make it four? It Maybe. <laughs> I'll let you open no, yours. No, you open it up. No, you open it. No, because you were like, you know what? <laughs> My favorite Perry on the, if you've listened to the pregame chats, I'm not going too much away, but Perry got very confident <laughs> in the week. I didn't realize. And I was like, the- we should do this because I was going to bring it to the table. And he was like, he didn't say anything. They just put a picture of the bottle he bought. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you got it. And I was going to act like, I was like, I know I'm getting this. I was going to surprise him. And then he got this one. And then I was like, I'm not going to tell him I got mine. And now we got two. Now I'm having a great day. (laughs) Now we're good to go. This is fantastic. I love this. This is a good day. I love Saturday recordings. Oh, we didn't even say that. We had to record on Saturday because uh, we had complications with weather on Friday when we normally record. Saturday recordings, they just hit different, man. This is why I was so excited because I had the (laughs) other one and I hadn't told you. So now we can compare two of them. And to think that when I said anything else, your response was Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to throw you off. And sure enough, what did I bring? Bud Light. Bud Light, and you can hear that on the pregame chats. All right, all right. Shall we do a pop? Oh, hell yeah! All right, three, two, one. Ooh, yours was higher. Ooh, I think I gave a little bit more. I got in my eye a little bit. <laughs> so I guess we'll go left to right, yours to mine. Now, are are we going to fully review this, or are we just going to kind of compare since we have um, a one to one? I, I mean, I think we can we review them. We're based on taste. We review the whole package. Okay. We review this as. This brand, this sure. offering, um, we don't have to say, well, the first one, this barrel is this good. This, I think yep. we look at it as a combination of the two. And like I said, we have barrel 44 and barrel 52. 52. 44 and 52 right here. Look at that. Beautiful bottles, like you said. Oh, gorgeous. I love it when a plan comes together, <laughs> even if you don't realize you're part of it. <clears throat> when you sent me the picture, I was like, well, part of me was like, please don't let it be. I was going to buy it anyway, but I was like, please let it be a different barrel. <laughs> please let it be a different barrel. And sure enough, it was. So It's got a great color to it. I mean, it's dark. Nice rich amber honey. Hello. (laughs) Hello. My anxiety is already setting in because I know how much these are. Yeah. 
when you Oh, snap. Oh, it's completely different. Yours is a little greener. Mine Mine smells more like a single barrel rye. Yeah. Yours smells more like a single barrel weeded bourbon. Yeah. Even though they're both high rye bourbon. Yeah, mine is very rye. Dag gum, dude. I think off the nose right now, I like the smell of mine better. I would prefer yours over. I would prefer, yeah, for sure. Like, it's kind of like a mood thing. Like, if I was in the mood for a rye, it's almost like a... Yours is definitely smell like a weeded bourbon. You know what's funny? Okay, where I'm, where I'm going with this at the moment, yours feels more like it's curated for a restaurant. Like it's a little bit more malleable to dishes or to, you know, pairings, experiences, yours whatever. Yours smells this more is, like a whiskey, like a bourbon nerd. Yeah. Like yeah. people who are really into bourbon. This is what they're looking for. I'm not mad at either one. I'm not either, man. There's a savory note on there, too. Mm. All right. Dixon. First? Brother. <laughs> When's he getting back on this podcast? Um, Before the end of the year. Okay. That's, that's the goal. God. Let's that's start with yours. All right. I think. All right. Cheers. Dink it and sink it. Oh. It's still green. It's rye. That's that. That it's tastes, a it. It's like a rye whiskey. It just it that tastes like a 13, 14 year old rye. That's like a special offering. Mm-hmm. Like it's got that special rye, and it's it's crazy that it's a bourbon. I mean, it is high rye bourbon. It is, but it it tastes like a actual rye. My butt hurts. I've been sitting for way too long today. <laughs> like looking at some of the special rides I have, like this, you know, it, this it, competes with like Michter's 10. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of new riff rye. Mm. If a new riff rye was like 10 years old. Yeah. But it's got the same kind of like DNA to it. I feel like. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's toasted, too. I know it's double-barreled, but, like, you get, like, a toast. Yeah. That toast, that, oh, my God, I wish that, mm. I wish that. <laughs> you like, okay? No, I wish that we were, like, <laughs> we didn't have any responsibility at all for the rest of the day. Yeah, I know, we could have just stayed down here. And, well, I mean, because part I of, don't. But part of me. Lucy, Lucy and Eden aren't at home. Well, no, we got to get you. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Part of me you wants come over? to... I got kid stuff. You want to play with katanas in the basement? God. <laughs> no, part of me... This tastes like a Michter's Toaster Dry. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's marshmallow. There's graham cracker on it. This tastes like a toasted rye mm-hmm. product. And, like, I've got some of... That's what I was saying. I got some over there, and I was like, we could compare it. But, like, those are just as much proof of these. Yep. All right. Rinse the palate. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that. 
Mm. Yeah, that tastes like a mixture of seltzer. All right. And this was 52, barrel 52. Do we know how many of these he, he did? I don't, I don't know. I mean, but that smells, <clears throat> that smells like WLW. It really does. <laughs> it's crazy. It's okay. so it's so intensely barrel and char heavy, which I'm I'm not mad about by any means. What's pro proprietary mean? Like it's his own. So he did these smash bills. Mm-hmm. This is Dixon's whiskey. Freaking genius. Um, this he this smells like a weeded bourbon. This smells like a WLW to me. Okay, let's go in. For it's it. crazy that there's like toasted coconut on there too. Mm. Yo, <laughs> that's a happy place. That's special. Mm. That's special. Mm. That is a... That's a strawberry biscuit on Christmas. It's like a little bit of peppermint, but you're eating a strawberry biscuit. I, I've, I've, it's still blowing my mind that that's not a weeded bourbon. Yeah. It's it's butter and icing. Mm-hmm. That oh, strawberry yeah. is so prominent. Mm-hmm. But there's this like mm. underlying spice to it. That's peppermint. I get I get a peppermint spice. I get a peppermint strawberry biscuit. I get on the other one. I get a. S'more, like a special yeah. s'more. Brother. <laughs> I may have just changed the way I started thinking about 2024. I may just have to keep getting more of these. Well, these came out last year. I know, but like they came out right at the tail end, and Kentucky yeah. wasn't even getting a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Only thing that I'm really missing and and this is just a purely subjective thing. I don't think that either of them have um like a a, a very viscous, viscous oily mouthfeel. I was going to say they're not thick yeah. like a like a older and you know what are they say the age on these? Mm-mm. So we don't know the age. But we're talking I think we're both thinking the same thing. The the smell and the taste are very similar to like 13, 15 year old products. Yeah, but it doesn't have the But it doesn't have the mouth feel. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. You know what's funny? That I I haven't brought this up on the podcast yet. On Chad and Sarah's best of twenty twenty three video, they were going through their categories that they uh established on their their ranking system, right? And theirs was nose palette finish and mouthfeel they added that on to there yeah but no price oh but when chad was going through the categories on the video he said nose palette finish and price <laughs> 10 bit baby <laughs> and sarah corrected him but i think my comment on it was nose palette finish and price sounds f- familiar <laughs> 
Do you remember his um his acronym to rem- or his his not acronym the phrase to remember the um different categories that he came up with N P F P N P F P nose palette finish price right right never pull fleshy piercings <laughs> makes sense that was that was a long time sense. ago that he came up with that um. <laughs> Anyway, I think personally that I like mine better. Okay. However, I don't know if either of these are $200 good. Um, I will say that they both taste special. They both taste special. Um, I would think the weeded fan in me would prefer yours. Yeah. I think the also special rye fan of me who loves, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look look back at any Thomas review, H. Did, Handy's, the if, I, if you hear Victor's me say rise. anything about special rye, when it comes to a, a freaking s'more finish or a s'more taste, yeah, I love it. It's almost like they are in line with you know a whole collection of stuff, mm-hmm. which they are. I mean, yeah, they are single barrels of the same line. And I think both of us, knowing Dixon, uh, he would want us to say what we think. And I would say, just I'm not going to harp on the price. Two hundred dollars is a lot of money. I mean, I got mine for one ninety for the little discount. No, I, I paid two hundred. Yeah. Well, either way, it's one ninety, two hundred. It's all the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's expensive. Uh. I think if I saw these about one twenty-five to one thirty-five, yeah, I would be, I would be on my phone right now, messaging people to be like, I want more. Look out for them. Don't give me, don't give me fifty-two. Don't give me forty-four. Forty-four. I want another one. I would collect, like. A whole lineup. God, of this this is your new Willet single barrel, it is. <laughs> isn't it? It is. Um, now this is very likely going to be the only bottle that I get of this. I maybe get a couple more. I believe that, but personally, yes. Like this, this was a splurge. If what would your price be right now? If you were like, hey, we have a barrel thirty. No over. more. No more than one fifty. So um, yeah, about that's the same. About one twenty-five to one fifty, I would definitely pull the trigger on more. Yeah, but I have my limit of what I spend each paycheck and stuff like that, and I have my limit of what I consider I will spend. And comparing these two, even though I know that I wouldn't want to pay that much more. I will probably look for a, a few more of these. Yeah. Because they are so good and so different. And I'm just assuming the other barrels will be different. Yeah. That, like, I've got a special rye. If I ever want to try something of yours, I've got a special weeded bourbon tasting thing. Well, the nice thing about this, too, um, it, the, uh, this is going into the vault 
<laughs> yeah. You know, oh, like yeah, I'm not for I'm, sure. I'm not. This may be a, like the, the next get together. You bring your bottle, I'll bring out mine, and we have some more of it. That would actually be a really good idea for the meetup, too. I might be just on the lookout for some more of these. Yeah. They're both great. As a weeded bourbon nerd, tater, whatever, weeb, I do. Barrel 52 is amazing. It's pretty great. If you love special rye, like a like a toasted, like a Michter's toasted rye, then find 44 because yeah. it tastes like a freaking s'more. <sighs> this is this is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, not to harp too much on the price, but I mean, really, two hundred dollars is a lot for yeah. If you can afford it, get a it. Bottle if of not, bourbon. whatever. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, Dixon, we love you, too. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we're just being honest, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think he knows. He, he does. Knows. We didn't say anything bad about what it tastes. That's true. We just, you know, we got, we got bills to pay. We got to save a little money here and there. Either way, these are great. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Dixon putting out a single barrel product that he wouldn't think anybody would not like. Yeah, you know, I think no matter what barrel number you have, it's going to be good. I just want okay. I want a whole BTAC lineup, but of two XO Jim. Ooh, we got the rye. We got the weeded. We need like a hardcore like. GTS high red bourbon. Yeah, but, we need like yeah. an, a lower. You know, I know they're all the same proof, but we need something that tastes like it's a little lower proof and a little yeah, older. For sure, I would love that. I thought it'd be fun. You know what else is fun? What barrel rings? Give it to me. We got two barrel rings this week. This is the segment where you can call in or text in, mm. uh, and we will listen to or read it out on the show. That number though that you can communicate with. Is A five nine four two eight eight two five three A five nine four two eight eight two five three. We are more than happy to that. I don't know. I don't know where that sentence was going. Here's Bill. Of course it is. What's going on, boys? It's Bill. I'm back. I did this one a little bit earlier, so there wasn't any like I don't know worry <laughs> that I wasn't living up to my. My expectations or your expectations of me, Eric. Anyway, so I was thinking about this. Um, Eric actually really likes me, and I now know why. It's because my name is Bill, and he is a Bills fan. Go Bills. And every time he yells, go Bills, I think he's cheering me on, which is really kind of nice and sweet and endearing. I really appreciate it. Every time he yells out, Buffalo, I think of chicken wings. So, okay, weird. Let's anyway, so here is Bill's Brain Buster of the Week. This one's uh, a little weird, right? So have you ever taken a piece of bread and stuck it into a container with cookies? The hard cookies get soft, and the soft bread gets hard. Why is that? So weird. But, hey, in case you didn't know that trick, now you know. All right, boys, talk to you later. Peace out! That's the wild. How would he ever know to do that? What are we? Why are what we? Martha Stewart friggin' like. Why are we putting is bread this? 
Why are we putting bread? I guess to make your hard cookies soft. I didn't, but why would you ever but, know that? I don't know. Why? Okay. Bread is a very moist food. Next though. week, I want to know why this is a thing. Okay. I mean, we could do our own research. <sighs> True. <laughs> All right. We also have Jared. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jared. Uh, sorry I disappointed you, but not calling in in a while. Uh, it's my bad. It's what I do. Disappoint Jared. people. Uh, I also see you never change the voicemail. So you know who you're calling for a bail ring. You, you talked about it, but didn't. Do we're it. gonna we're gonna fix that today. Um, just call it, Jared. You um, don't, don't give us excuses. Eric, uh, I want to let you know I have a lot of sample bottles. Uh, I wanted to start like doing blind tastings to work on my palate, but it pulled uh, kind of a stuff in whiskey, and I bought a gigantic box of sample bottles, filled fifty of them for my collection, and so that I can uh, pull one out at random and do a little poor guesses style thing. Wild. See, just right on paper exactly how terrible I am at uh, nosing and tasting and guessing anything about it. Love you, atrociously bad. Even when I know my where it came from in my collection. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Um, oh, uh, Perry, you had a great idea during that dry episode. You guys really need to do it. Maybe for the Super Bowl or a special. Uh, you do an Edward Forty hand, except one hand you tape the that alcohol-free rum, and then the other hand, you take the uh, like free spirit or whatever that awful bourbon was. You just take those each hand, and you're not allowed to drink anything else or do anything else until both bottles get chugged. Uh, obviously, you won't be drunk, but you'll hate it. life. So, I want to die. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll, it. I'll try and do better about calling in. I just judge. I apologize. I've been <laughs> busy with uh, snow days and ski trips and holiday recovery and everything else. So, All right. Have a good one, guys. I think that's a great idea. I don't. I want to. Perfect. I really would rather Please. do just about anything else. What would what would the people have to do to make you do that? I don't know. I don't want to think about it right now. You're going to do it. No, I'm going to make you. We'll do it. figure it out later. I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. And it's going to be me taping them up to you. I love how um, of For a the whole special episode. I just uh, tape you up. Okay, of the two barrel rings that we got this week, both of them were like, "I'm sorry." How? Nah. <laughs> they both sounded so sarcastic about their apologies. Cracked me up. Anyway, uh, high profile takes. Mm. I do not have anything. I don't either. This week. Okay. Cool. Tips and the bits. weather. Oh, the weather's dumb. Stupid. <sighs> Tips and bits? Tips and bits. Let's do it. What do you want to recommend this week? This is uh, if we've been watching, reading, listening to, mm. or just enjoying in general anything, we recommend it to you. Um, I will say that these bottles are great. Um, <laughs> Little Dicky just released yesterday. Uh, Peanut. <laughs> Which is like zenith, but penis. No, like penis, but with a lisp. Right, but zenith is like a word that means reaching your peak. Right. Right. Yes. So he's re reached the peak of his penis. Yeah, but also if you if you try to say penis with a lisp, it's yeah, penis. So it's got two meanings. Yes. Cool. Exactly. Um. He just released that, and it's a <laughs> mixture of uh, some original songs and basically the soundtrack of the last three seasons of Dave. 
Nice. So if you love Dave, um, you're going to hear all those songs and you're going to get some new stuff. I listened to it today when I ran. So good. I love Little Dicky. I think he he just, it's like a mix of just, who's crying? Sarah's. That sounds like an actual baby. I think Dash is just being funny on a stream. Okay. Um, but it's just good. He's live well, streaming? Uh, he streams with his friends, him and his friends from England. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, right. right. Um, it's so good. I love it. I ran to it today. Uh, he just put out a new video for one of the original songs called Ha Ha Ha, and it's a great video, too. So I recommend Little Dicky, Peanut. <laughs> and also watch the video for Ha Ha Ha. Um, I just love it. I think he's great. Um, I'm going to follow up on something that I recommended a few weeks ago at this point, which was uh, Watcher Ooh. on YouTube. I've been watching through <laughs> uh, a bunch of their other series as well. One of them that I think you would really enjoy if you enjoyed this show is Too Many Spirits, Ooh. where they drink. Ooh. Too many spirits, oh. and they read spooky stories. Oh, spooky! Dog started barking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got this. I got in the spirit. Uh, well, I guess I got to edit that now. No, nah, just leave it. That's now. Nah, I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Um, it's really fun. They've done a few seasons of it. Uh, this December, this past December, they did. One where they were uh, dressed as Santa Claus, and it was real good. Um, last year also had one of my favorite stories I have ever heard in my entire life. Um, I think I posted it on our Discord, um, but I just the whole series is really fun and funny, and I highly recommend doing that, uh, which is watching through those. Um, <clears throat> they also have a series called Are You Scared? Am I? I don't know. Are you? I don't know. All right. Uh, where they also read scary stories, um, but they they dissect them too, and it, it's just fun. I I it think fun. they so they're two guys who used to work at BuzzFeed. Um, they had a show at BuzzFeed called BuzzFeed Unsolved, um, which was true crime, but they also did some like supernatural stuff as well. Nice. Um, I haven't I haven't watched any of it, but it's supposed to be fantastic. Okay. Um. So I, I definitely want to recommend what they do. Uh, and then I beat uh, Super Mario RPG. Oh, this week did too. You get... Okay, there's one spot when I played that on Super Nintendo that I could never beat. It was about a quarter through, and it was like a piranha plant section. Did we the... talk about this? I think so. Maybe we did. You probably killed it in like 30 seconds. I was I probably dumb I, enough. I was probably too dumb when I was a kid. <laughs> Dude, but. I was dumb enough too at that point too. Uh, but um, Such a great game. It looks amazing remastered and everything. They have uh, included cutscenes that weren't in the original, of course. Nice. Um, just fun. Uh, it, it It's kind of a mindless RPG. Um, I don't know if you... People listening are fans of role-playing games. Or not compare it but, to Final Fantasy. I not less thinking. Oh, definitely same kind of like equipment and combat system for sure. Smaller um, graphics, yes, and less less story base. Okay, as well. Yeah, um, I think Final Fantasy wins 
so many accolades just based on how deep their story God, so good. is. Um, I haven't played a Final Fantasy in years. You got but, now that you have the PlayStation Four. You yeah. got to play. Yeah, the one before the current one. Well, I want to go back and just play the older ones as oh, well. Yeah, play them too. Um, I remember there was one that was on the Super Nintendo that I kept trying to play Three. when I was. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just not good at it. Yeah. At that point. You'll be all right. So anyway. You'll be all right. That's a show. That is a show. <clears throat> I was getting ready to <laughs> Did talk. you swallow some spit yeah, there? I did. <laughs> I'm leaving this in, by the way. Okay, but <laughs> also you can go to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month, like we said earlier. But at five dollars you can get all the bonus stuff. We talk about where are they at? Where's where did I put that glass? I don't know. Show them the glass. That one. That one. It's on the Patreon content. You can get all the bonus episodes. Pours from the floor. Sample irresistible. Pop chicken. Wow. Wow. And this episode uncut. Go to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for $5. You get all that stuff. Also, we are going to have some big announcements coming Extra up on the Patreon stuff. soon. Um, for just, just first in the know. Yeah, I suppose. You just want to know. Um, but <laughs> if you want to send us, a.k.a. Perry, an email, you can send an email to thismyburnshop at gmail.com. If you want to know where to send stuff, you want to ask a question, something personal that you may not want, like in the Discord, that you can get on patreon.com. Um, send it to that. If you want to get some merch, bourbonshop.threadless.com. Perry puts all the stuff up. There's random sales and all that. You can get that there. If you want to follow us on all social media, you can follow this guy personally, P Ritter1792. You can follow me at Whiskey Mutant, and you can follow the show as a whole at My Bourbon Pod. We post uh, weekly episode updates. I do uh, pairings. Perry will do really good like pictures and stuff when he posts on his stuff. And thanks. That's what well, you do. Well, thank I uh, know I appreciate They're it. They're better than my picture. <laughs> I'm just saying. I went to art school. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> um, if you want to send the barrel rings like you heard before, you can text it, you can send a voicemail, you'll be on the show. 859 428 8253. Just do that. And then like, comment, subscribe. You can get this episode videoed if you like to see the video version. Um, it's on YouTube.com. Uh, Perry goes live every Thursday for 10-Bip Live. It's true, I do. <sighs> I gotta get on that. Whenever, dude. The invitation. I open. know, but <laughs> my family <laughs> doesn't understand it. Um, other than that, just support the show. Like comment tell people about us everything that you can do to share the show just do it i don't know anything else to say about it. i don't it. either other than thank you thank you we appreciate it thank you to jordan as well for hanging out with me for this episode uh jordan. check out everything that jordan does as well he's wonderful blend these two. i did that already and it's gone now see y'all next week until then i'm perry what did you think about it it was all right <laughs> Yeah.
Yeah, not as good as the individual parts. I'm Eric, the Whiskey Meat. And this is my bourbon podcast. Thank you.